My name is Will DeFreeze, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. Strangely enough, one of my favorite nights of the week is now Sunday. I know, I know, it goes against everything I've ever stood for, but it's true. And I have you to thank for that. Don't get me wrong, I still have my fair share of Sunday scaries. Between recently leaving my job and even more recently getting engaged, my life has never been as different as it is right now. I consider myself to be resistant to change. It's stressful, it's uncertain, and it's everything I try to avoid. But now, most Sunday nights bring a sense of calm to me. My favorite part? Reading everyone's coping mechanisms on Twitter and Instagram as they attempt to set themselves up for a successful week ahead. So this week, I thought I'd do something that I've only done one other time before. Answer some questions from you, the listener. Where can I buy a good candle wick trimmer? At the end of the day, a good wick trimmer is no more than just a fancy pair of scissors. In fact, I used to only use scissors until I recently received an actual wick trimmer as a gift. While Goop will try to sell you one for $24 plus shipping, I recommend that you just hop on Amazon and get one for about half the price. What is your most underrated panic room must-have? If you're unfamiliar with the concept of panic rooms, you're not alone. It's a concept I came up with and I was trying to aptly name the scene of my apartment every Sunday night. What makes a good panic room isn't the room itself, but what you fill it with. The blankets, the fans, the music, the jade rollers. My most underrated coping mechanism though? a rose-scented hydrating mist for my face. My friend Pete gave it to me as a gift and it's lasted me forever. While I'm not sure how much it actually does for my face's hydration, it is a nice way to start off a long night in bed when otherwise you may just be sweating out toxins from a long weekend of drinking and eating greasy food. Cooling and pleasantly scented, a light spritz leaves you feeling perfectly refreshed. Where can we find your jazz playlist that you always reference? This has easily been one of the most asked questions I've ever received. During a read for one of my ad partners, I referenced a jazz playlist. I started adding songs to it in 2014 and now it's grown to 128 songs that last 9 hours and 25 minutes. It contains my favorite songs from artists like Stan Getz, Gil Evans, Miles Davis, Herbie Hancock, Chet Baker, and Dave Brubeck. I first got into jazz sometime in high school from the recommendation of my cousin and godfather, Brian, and I've never really looked back since. The main reason I enjoy it so much is because I consider it the perfect music to listen to at length. It's relaxing yet complex, and most importantly, it's easy to work to as well. But where can you find my actual playlist? On Spotify. Simply search Ipanema, spelled I-P-A-N-E-M-A, and named for one of my favorite bossa nova songs, The Girl from Ipanema. What is your best advice for someone dealing with the stress of owning a dog? The training, the exercise, the money, etc. I'm not proud to admit this, but in the early stages of owning a dog, the stress actually brought me to tears one night. She wouldn't calm down or sleep in her crate, she needed to go out at all hours of the night, and I began wondering whether or not the stress was actually worth it. But day by day, things just began to change. They need to go out less, they sleep sounder in their crates, they move out of their puppy phase, and they don't require as many costly trips to the vet. Is it easy owning a puppy? No, absolutely not. It's incredibly difficult but the gratification that comes with raising a puppy is your own, building a relationship with it, and soon enough considering it to be your actual best friend. Are there lazy Sundays when I wish I didn't have to take her for a walk? Yeah, of course. But there are also Sunday afternoons where she forces me out of the house and forces me to play fetch with her too. 
and those afternoons are some of my favorite these days. How long do hangovers last after 30? Probably not the answer you want to hear, but too long. Three or four IPAs the night before, I may not feel normal until lunch the next day. A bachelor party where I drink Thursday night until Sunday morning? Well, my body may feel the effects of it until the following weekend. The bloating, the exhaustion, the general feeling of ickiness. It just becomes harder and harder to shake. Needless to say, cherish your one-day hangovers while you still can. You'll miss them eventually. What have you spent your retail therapy fund on recently? Even though I haven't really succeeded, I've attempted to minimize my spending lately. On restaurants, online, in stores, everywhere. But that being said, I haven't totally stuck to my guns. With the weather finally beginning to warm up, I've actually been investing in things that I know I'll wear a lot. Navy blue pants. It may sound weird, but I wear a lot of navy. Especially when it comes to pants. In the last week, I've purchased two pairs of pants that can only be described as being made of tech materials. You know, the stretchy, moisture-wicking, those kind of things. They're not joggers necessarily, but perhaps a step up. I've bought both the Radius pant from Mack Weldon for golf and a pair of Rectrek joggers from Outdoor Voices for lounging around the apartment and running errands. And for reference, I'm 5'11 with a 34-inch waist, and I wear a medium in both. I highly recommend them. When you find yourself in a funk, how do you get yourself out? We all have them. Funks. Life's version of a writer's block. I used to jokingly tell my friends that I wasn't going out on a particular weekend because I was going through an existential crisis. While I don't have a specific go-to, I will say that the only thing that solves these funks for me is time. No amount of fresh air or whiskey will cure it, and fretting over things that are out of your control just makes you spiral even harder. So instead, I simply tell myself to go through the motions, put in my time, and hope that I wake up a few days later with a new mindset. Is this method perfect? Absolutely not. But as I've said before, just keep repeating to yourself, this too shall pass, this too shall pass. Because I promise, it will. And now a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Everybody has the right to rest. The key to getting your best rest is the right mattress. Meet Lisa with two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. The all-foam Lisa mattress is new and improved, featuring the LSA 200 cooling foam for enhanced pressure relief for side sleepers. Or rest on their Sapira hybrid mattress, the perfect combination of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge-to-edge -edge support. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. From day one, Lisa set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits. To get 15% off of your mattress today, head over to lisa.com scaries. Again, that's lisa.com scaries for 15% off of your mattress. And that's all in the description of this very episode. Additionally, when you're constantly on the go, grinding away at the office or hanging out with friends, there's not much time to think about upgrading your style or apartment. That's why I love getting a new box of awesome from Bespoke Post every month. These guys are scouting for quality and unique products to send in each box. And now you can experience it too at boxofawesome.com. As for me, my first box was a blanket that paired perfectly with my panic room. Substantially soft, it's now a staple for me to huddle under every Sunday night. To get started, visit boxofawesome.com and answer a few short questions that will help them get a feel for the boxes that'll go with your style. Whether you're in search of the perfect drink, a well-kept pad, or jet-setting in style, 
Bespoke Post improves your life one box at a time. Each box goes for under 50 bucks and has more than $70 worth of unique gear waiting inside for you. The first of each month, you'll receive an email with your box details. You then have five days to change colors and sizes or add extra goods to your box. If you're not feeling that month's box, just skip it. From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars, weekender bags to classy dop kits, Bespoke Post offers essential goods and guidance for the modern man. To receive 20% off of your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com and enter scaries at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code scaries for 20% off of your first box. Bespoke Post, themed boxes for guys that give a damn. And now, back to the questions. What do you eat for brunch at restaurants versus brunch at home? It's an age-old debate, eating brunch out or in the comfort of your own home. While both have their merits, I've recently taken to the at-home option. That being said, there's always a time and place to let it rip a little bit at a restaurant you love. When ordering brunch out, I normally try to order something that I never make at home. Whether it's a croque madame or an everything bagel with cream cheese and lox, I like to eat a little unhealthy when I'm not at home. The reason being is that I just don't like to have a ton of bread laying around my kitchen. When I'm home though, we've been making pretty much the same brunch every weekend. It's a Whole30 approved hash with sweet potatoes, onion, sausage, bell peppers, all topped with two poached eggs. And the best part, there's always some leftover for lunches on Monday and Tuesday, and it reheats perfectly. What do you do when your job sucks, but you don't feel qualified to do anything else? I've had this exact feeling more than I'd like to admit. While I've never truly hated a job, it's natural to feel the need to move on in your life. The issue, though, is the second part of the question, the part about not feeling qualified for something. This is what resonates with me most. The feeling of inadequacy plagued me throughout my 20s whenever I considered switching careers. I never truly found a solution for it until I started Sunday Scaries, the website, not the podcast. It gave me a creative outlet that I began to monetize after about two years of doing it. It also opened doors to the job that allowed me to start this very podcast. While a lot of luck helped me out along the way as well, I'm now the world's biggest advocate of pursuing side hustles. Not only do they help pay the bills, but they also help you pursue things that you love outside of your day job. Had I not decided to dedicate myself to Sunday Scaries outside of work every night, I wouldn't be as content with my professional life as I am today. What is your take on long-distance relationships? One of the biggest enemies of any relationship is distance. While they claim it makes the heart grow fonder, it also makes the logistics of making things work much more difficult. I've been in a couple. One ended because of those very circumstances, the distance, while the other one led to where I am today, engagement. In a previous episode, I listed out a myriad of thoughts and tips for attempting to make it work. None are cure-alls, but they can help in some capacity nonetheless. Is the distance always worth it? No. Do you need to be aware of the dangers going into it? Yes, absolutely. But with all that being said, when you know, you just kind of know. If it feels like something's not working, you may be right. But when your brain flips a switch and is willing to take the dive, you'd be doing yourself a disservice by not at least making an attempt to make it work. There isn't always a light at the end of the tunnel, but when there is, it feels amazing. What is your routine before you go out drinking? One of the biggest variances from being in your early 20s versus your early 30s is your pregame rituals. 21-year-old me used to do what any 21-year-old does, toss on some top 40 while surrounded by a group of friends, take some shots, and maybe even a power hour if we were feeling wild. Later in my 20s though, I calmed down a bit, a few glasses of wine while playing some classic hits, mainly a Motown playlist or the My Girl soundtrack, but I never wanted to get too buzzed before heading out. And now, well, things have definitely changed. 
My most common method is to have a cider or a glass of cab with my aforementioned jazz playlist on the Sonos speakers. It's nice to get a little relaxation in before feeding yourself to the wolves at the bars. Untraditional? Maybe. That's fine by me. What are some good scented candles for spring? I don't care what anyone says. Scented candles are absolutely seasonal. Currently, I'm at the tail end of my winter candle, which is June's by Boy Smells. The candle I have on deck, though, is one I've raved about before. It's called Number 4 by Maison Louis Marie. For $34, your place will be filled with notes of sandalwood, cedarwood, nutmeg, cinnamon, and amberwood. While it sounds somewhat cozy and wintry, I assure you that it's light enough to bring you visions of lying down in a quiet field. $34 definitely isn't the most frugal of candles, but it does have a burn time of about 60 hours, so you're definitely getting your money's worth. Rank the streaming music services. Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, HBO Now, and Showtime. Truthfully, this is one of the harder questions I received, but also something that I've thought about at length before. Each have their upsides. Hulu helps out when you forget to set your DVR. Amazon has the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. HBO is what everyone will be talking about the next day. And Netflix is, you know, Netflix. For me, Netflix will always reign supreme. The amount of money they've invested in original content is surely paying off, and the addition of classic shows like The Office and Friends just put it over the top. And despite not watching Game of Thrones, I do think HBO Now deserves a second place nod. If HBO decides to put out a new show or documentary, you can almost always bet on it being of the highest of quality. Unless it's ballers. As for the rest, I believe they all have their merits as well. While you won't necessarily click into them first on your Apple TV, you'll be happy you have them when someone tosses you an unsolicited show recommendation. What are your favorite out-of-the-house activities to do on a Sunday? The person who asked this question actually clarified that their favorite Sunday activity for this scenario is heading to a museum, and I really couldn't agree more. While museums have a reputation for being boring, they're also the perfect Sunday activity, especially if you're hungover. The reasons? Well, first and foremost, you can almost always find one that's donation-based, which means you won't be breaking the bank to get in. Secondly, they're dead silent, which allows you to zone out and enjoy what's actually in front of you. Whether you're trying to shake a headache or simply trying to sort through some things, the silence just helps on all fronts. They also give you a false sense of being an intellectual, despite the fact that you probably have no idea what's in front of you. Whether it's a painting from the 1600s or a display of fossils, simply being around them at least makes you feel a little smarter. And most importantly, there are drinking fountains everywhere. And if last call is still haunting you from the night before, that's all you need to know. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a hungover friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter, at Sundayscaries, and Instagram, which is at Sunday.scaries. Or you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Will Freeze. And remember, always trim the wicks on your scented candles. See you next Sunday.